0: Hey there, guys! This is Was That In Good Taste, and I'm your host, Steven. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co host. And I'm Chandler! Oh, what the fuck? I didn't turn your mic on. Oh, you said my mic was hot! Oh, I lied, because you're not I don't know. I'm not important. And I'm Chandler! <laughs> and you're Chandler. And we're here to talk about things that matter to you today, whether it's relationships, love, food, or just, well, Was That In Good Taste?
1: Yeah, it's it's the show about tasting things and then you know, asking, "Is that in good taste?"
0: And the answer to that is always no, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. no. So that's gonna get us canceled. It's gonna get us canceled. So I'm gonna throw something out there. I don't know if you realize this. Uh huh. (sighs) We're not drinking anything. Oh. Oh, Do you know why though? Why aren't we drinking? I'm gonna tell you real reason why.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The long lost episode. Long night. (laughs) <laughs> for the long winter, yeah.
1: It's the. I think, is it because we drank too much last night?
0: I think I think that might kind of be it. Uh,
1: you know, we're impressionable children. We tend to drink Little way too much. impressionable
0: Children, it's
1: it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, what were we drinking?
0: I don't remember.
1: Good thing I do. <laughs> oh boy, Pelton. De la muerte.
0: Oh, Pelton de la... De, Pelton Pel- de la muerte.
1: No, if you're going to really say it like like a gringo, you go... Pel- oh,
0: you don't have to say that?
1: No. I could say it. I'm one. It's Pelton de la muerte.
0: Well, this is... Uh, oh, oh I, I think I... I don't know. I feel like I want to start doing this thing. Like This is the podcast for the week of uh, the 10-13-2019. Uh, what?
1: Oh is that the date?
0: Yeah. I mean that's the 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 week.
1: Oh, okay. The beginning of the week. That's okay.
0: The podcast for the week of
1: for the week of October 13th, 13th,
0: 2019.
1: 2019. That's this year. That's
0: this year. <sighs> the year of our Lord. It's still going on. It is. So we're going to do a little catch up thing here. We're going to catch up. How you doing Chandler?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How was your week? Oh, I had a, I had quite the eventful week. I saw you do week. stand up. Ex- oh, just jumping right into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh boy. I uh. did, I did me a stand up and, uh, you know, I talked for about five minutes and, you know, it it could have been worse because people laughed at this
0: and not in the bad way. <laughs> so now it's not for the opinion that matters. Mine. Ex- you were up there. Well, no, I didn't ask you like, like how did it feel? You know, because you haven't really been keeping up doing the stand up so much lately, right? Nah, no, I've been a
1: little rusty. I've been, oh, I've been a bad stand up.
0: A bad, ooh, a bad, oh, bad, bad
1: stand up. I've, I've been skipping my, my, uh my regiment, you know
0: which is good which is good cuz the the best way to become successful at anything is to not do the thing that you're trying to be good at
1: exactly it's to you know try to come up with excuses for yourself so that you can avoid taking on any new responsibilities and that's how you you know build steps to what you want to become and then you also take a step back and then look at all the steps that you've built for yourself and you go oh that's a lot of climbing and then you turn around and go back to sleep
0: i feel like i should have a drop for that that's hot (laughs) i i I really enjoyed i enjoyed seeing you do stand-up it was my first time actually seeing you do a stand-up
1: how did i do because i kind of blacked out in the middle of it like there was a point where i just forgot all the things i was planning on (laughs) saying and just kind of went with what I felt like saying,
0: which I think is very good, because you, you you did a very good job, in my opinion. So, all right, so let's get to honest critique here. I know nothing about comedy, but as a person who's like, I hey, guess so you don't have to do something to to know what is good or not. You came up there, kind of secure. You told some good jokes, mm-hmm. like a, a little bit more than like a little bit less than halfway in. I wouldn't say you got lost, but I could. If you say you blacked out, I could see it. Like, at that moment, you didn't know where to go. And instead of trying to go with the thing that you had planned normally, you went in a more naturalistic kind of thing. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think it worked better. Okay. You know? Uh, because that's kind of what you need to do in addition to reading the room. You kind of just have to go with how it feels. And you did a good job of doing that, you oh. know? And then you got, you seemed like you were more comfortable, you know? And then at the end... You did a very good job, like kind of like a little ad lib type thing going on, right? But mm. then you tried to go back to like the thing that you normally kind of do.
1: I tried to get back on track, and and, and, that's... and really,
0: you got to just like you want to take the format that you have and go with it strong. Mm. But the jokes were good; they were solid. I think the kind of jokes you did were better than the other kinds of jokes the other comedians were doing. Okay you know i i appreciate you know. that but like one of the guys was definitely i would say he was more talented than you than you but he was telling like trump jokes like
1: hey that guy was really good though no he, it he, he was had so some, good some really good impressions and just really good mannerisms to go along with everything that it, i'd say given your assessment i'd oh, say that's hot. my that's comedy hot. that's was, hot that's hot <laughs> my comedy came off like the uh, the trolley car of comedy like it's not it wasn't as good as like uh, a commuter vehicle you know that can actually go and veer off in different directions <laughs> and take you to new and exciting places but it also wasn't as direct as as a train that's set in its tracks it, it, it it had a yeah. rail system. You gotta think,
0: think about like this, like when you first start driving, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you had you, like you need to go on the highway, You need to learn how to merge, right? But it's very difficult. Oh, it's, it's easy to go down a city street, right? So you get it's that down.
1: Hurt really? Yeah, it
0: is. Merge. You so you get it down, you get what's down, and then you start, you know, you start going down busier streets, and you start feeling more comfortable and stuff like that, you know. So you really have to get the foundation down, yeah. which, by the way, I think is where like from what from a lot of reading a lot of talking to comedians that's where the weaknesses for a lot of people is that they have the uh the, the format down and then they they have a lot of good shows they they, they do the same jokes they they punch them up perfect mm-hmm. but then they get caught with a with a with, with a surprise the left hook. yeah their set is either too short or they mess up a little bit or somebody heckles them that throws them off so you kind of have to be, have to be flexible you know yeah. you know so you definitely have this skill like being able to be a little flexible with it or whatever you know so you did a very good job wow. and this was uh what the broadway comedy club
1: this is the broadway comedy club on 53rd and between 9th and 8th in avenue City, in manhattan new york <laughs> new york
0: 10002 i think i don't
1: know uh it's either that well i know my zip code is 100036
0: oh let people know where you live okay well, they know the zip
1: code, so like if they want to send me any like fan mail or anthrax, you know they know where to get me.
0: <laughs> like they know your name too, so they'll be able to find you probably. Oh God, I hope so. There you so. go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. sweet release. So you do you're you're trying to do stand up there on Mondays at five or five to seven?
1: Yeah, five is the is when the open mic starts usually at uh, the Broadway Comedy Club. There's a ton of open mic. I'm trying to venture more into uh, Greenwich Village because there's there's a lot more options for open mics there, you know.
0: Oh, you mean options that aren't a twenty dollar cover and a two drink minimum? Whoa, whoa! With the world's worst fucking drinks ever. God,
1: wait a minute, you can't just you can't. That might be in bad taste.
0: Steven, uh, hold on. I'm not mad at the club, <laughs> I'm but not, like I'm not mad at them because. Then who are you? Well, oh, no, because I, I realize I'm, I'm kind of ridiculous. Comedy clubs, that's what they do.
1: They gotta they, make money somehow. Not
0: just that, but they also have to serve those kind of drinks. They don't want people being stupid, belligerent, and stuff like that, or whatever. Like, they're and they are they're having like comedy, which doesn't make a lot of money unless you have people who make a lot of money in your club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of like make, make your profit somewhere. I'm not mad at them, but I, I'm sorry I didn't enjoy. The, you, I like the host. You I, you sound I enjoyed a little
1: bitter though. The,
0: I, I enjoyed. I, well, it was forty five dollars. I'm broke. Okay, I but t- but listen. Okay. Uh, But listen, Mm -hmm. I just, I enjoyed the hostess, okay? I enjoyed the people. She's
1: a lot of fun. She's she's good at what she do.
0: Speak it to the mic. Jesus Christ. Oh. There we go. There. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the hostess. I enjoyed it. So it was good. It was a good experience. I actually liked the space.
1: It was a really fun venue. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was was intimate enough to where you could have a little bit of back and forth with uh, with the audience. I mean, I heard a dude belch. Like midway through no, my yeah. set,
0: no, it was pretty funny, and yeah, and there was this one woman in the back, an older black woman
1: Ooh. who was into it. She was, she was feeling it. She was, she was throwing out jabs oh, back. Yeah. At she comi-
0: was doing the thing where, like, she's replying to the thing. Like, oh yeah, I feel that. Oh yeah, you're real j- Yeah, child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, child.
1: <laughs> oh, she, she was fun. She yeah, was she having was. a fun time. She
0: was having such a good time, and, and the and guy it wasn't, she it wasn't was negative with. though. No, it
1: was she. Yeah. All everything she said was supportive. It was just you know maybe untimely.
0: <laughs> I like the, it's like is this your, is this your husband?
1: And close friend.
0: Close friend. Close friend. Close
1: friend. <laughs> he really jumped on that grenade. Yeah, just, really, no, no, no. Close friend.
0: Yeah, he really wanted to distance himself from that. Oh, it was a really good experience. I'm looking forward to seeing. You do more of that or whatever. I'm never going to do it. Well, too I'm much
1: curious. Much. How many open mics have you... Oh, sorry. How many comedy open mics have you been to? I know well, you've been, been to... Well,
0: I've been to a few comedy open mics. I've been to a few, but not as many as I've been to, like, overall just plain open mics. You know?
1: Gotcha. Like, there's
0: one called uh, Flower Power Fridays that happens in, uh, I think, in Long Island City. You can look it up on Facebook, whatever. Um... I know, the, like the woman who runs it is awesome. One of my friends is always there. The people who go there to do comedy, they do hip hop, they do music—and it's very supportive. And I think that overall, like having done a lot of independent, like small concerts and open mics and stuff for like 15 years plus now, um, people are always very supportive. And in there, the play, the people were very supportive. Yeah, no one was crazy. Even somebody who was there who did—I uh, didn't think did well at all. Nobody laughed, but no one no one made any jabs. Nobody said anything terrible. Nobody They weren't
1: mercilessly. Merci, mercilessly? Mercilessly. There yeah, you go. There you go. Heckled yeah. over what they were saying.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, it wasn't that different, you know. Generally, though, for some reason, like, I guess because it helps make people relax. Comedy with mics are holding bars and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: well, and comedians are depressed alcoholics, so it it's a monetary decision for a lot of bars to kind of bank on that.
0: So, since you mentioned it, this is actually an intervention.
1: Oh, no. is that what this whole podcast was based around? Yeah, get me into a false sense of security yeah. just to make me feel like an asshole. Yeah, so,
0: <laughs> I uh, I really, I really thought it was super awesome. I super loved it. Uh, the thing that I was really interesting. Is like so. I'm listening to the jokes, right? Mm -hmm. And no one was pushing any bounds. There was no no boundaries, of course. Nothing really pushed. And I I think that entertainment, good media, things like that, or whatever, you kind of need to kind of have your expectations kind of played with a little bit. You gotta have to be pushed a little bit, push the
1: envelope a little bit.
0: But everything they were saying, even what you did, was good. But I know you. Even though you made your little, you made your you made you made some. Something. You made a little, some allusions. Oh, uh-huh. You know, you made some allusions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you made some allusions to some 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 things I think that might have been a little bit more interesting. You know, you have to play it kind of safe. Because the audience, you know, you don't really know the audience. Exactly. But, like, why would you think the audience might... Do you think they might react badly?
1: Well, <clears throat> what's, what's pushing the boundaries anymore? Like, I, I can... I can go up there and say every damn curse word that I know and that's not really going to push mm-hmm. any buttons. Like what's what's the line where it's like I can I can push what's kind of sacred versus what's also going to be um you know a death sentence in 5 years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh last what? night um <laughs>
0: so i definitely will say that i feel i feel because like even doing this sometimes it's really easy to be like fuck 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 you know i always tell you that like the easiest joke to make for me because my black black guys like make jokes about race you know it's like oh boy oh man <laughs> being black is difficult in america oh boy I like fried chicken. Oh, boy. My my, my credit's not good. You ever notice
1: how black people and white people are
0: different? (laughs) Crazy, right? Crazy, right? Women and men.
1: Oh, what?
0: What? And then you
1: you go into a situation thinking it's heteronormative, but then it turns out it's not.
0: (laughs) What? 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 It's so good. I love that. But the thing, (laughs) you know, uh, the pushing the boundaries thing is kind of hard, you know? So that's kind of the thing that we're kind of like talking about is like, Lately, I don't know if you obviously people know this, this movie came out Joker, right? Was it Todd Phillips, right? The director I believe of so. uh The Hangover, which in its own way kind of pushed a lot of boundaries, it was it was kind of crazy, a little silly, very kooky. Um uh-huh. and and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you know.
1: Oh yeah, from yeah. uh brother disney's brother bear
0: <laughs> yeah definitely that's the only thing he's known for
1: that's the you only know. thing i know him yeah. from is playing yeah. the voice of keen yeah. in disney's and his more talented
0: and his more talented brother river phoenix
1: uh but he dead
0: Ooh. too soon
1: uh, too
0: soon how long ago was it like 93 i think
1: oh yeah like pfft. the holocaust was soon. oh <laughs> boy <laughs>
0: You can't say that. Wait, Uh, was that? No, there was not. I don't even want to. Was that in good taste? Roll, roll, roll credits. Um, So everybody's up in arms uh, about this movie, about like, oh, should it have been made? Should this movie have been made? Should it have been
1: made? That's a a bullshit ass question. I'm not
0: making it up. So if you look at the show notes, Uh which I believe are going to be at bit.ly slash, uh, I think it's gonna. I'm gonna make it up right now. I'm gonna make up the URL right now. It's gonna be bit.ly. Sound like the crazy monster. <laughs> violence but like, uh... never good. No, <laughs> violence never taste, That's what it's gonna be. Bit.ly.
1: Violence never tastes.
0: Bit.ly. For slash. Violence never taste, That's gonna be the show notes, right?
1: I think it should be violence never tastes so good.
0: <laughs> That's too long. All right. <laughs> So, so if you look at the show notes, I'm going to put in a lot of the, the articles, but people are up in arms about, the oh, this movie, man, shouldn't have been made, and I think back to, like, you ever see, um, you ever see Natural Born Killers?
1: Still haven't seen Natural Born Killers. Natural Born
0: Killers by, uh...
1: Forget the, it. Give me a quick synopsis for, anyway. What does it
0: start with? Oh my god. Uh, he works with, uh, he works with, he works with Quentin Tarantino all the time. Robert Rodriguez? I don't know. Whatever. I don't, I don't give a crap. Anyway, uh, to Bonnie and Clyde. Uh-huh. But like hard, hard R, and like it's great. Bonner and Clurd, Bonner, Bonner and Clurd, uh, Clurd and Clurd. Yeah, and it's, it's actually pretty. It's pretty crazy, um, and it's extremely violent. Really interesting. Uh, it's you know when it really happened, they were really saying that like, oh, this is gonna be the end of everything. This is gonna be the end of.
1: It's gonna make. Satan finally feel comfortable enough to come out of his shell
0: and so I' I'm, so I'm looking at it I see you know we got our show notes and I see you put some stuff here I'm very interested in mm-hmm. right correlation versus causation oh uh, yeah that's over consumption over-cons- escapism Oof. versus affirmation these are good
1: I uh, you know I bring the heat when it comes to defending you violence that,
0: bruh, bruh, now question
1: that mom uh-huh. is that too far is am the brat brat? En- yeah, am I, am
0: I encouraging people to go out and to to t- do gang violence and to hurt other people?
1: That depends. Are you echoing uh, a semi-automatic or an automatic? Uh, <laughs> uh, what's-
0: I'm looking for it. Come on, uh, uh, I got it. you got
1: it. An automatic rifle is that, <laughs> or what? Or an Uzi, or one of those? Or are you mimicking the Nerf revolver? <laughs> <laughs> if you it, know. 'Cause if it's nerf, it's nerf it's nothing. But if it's, if it's
0: nerf it's nothing. If it's nerf, it's nothing <laughs> I know, it's definitely I feel like uh I'm you know, I I don't know, whatever. Bra brat killing people gang 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 bra brat gang gang.
1: die motherfuckers, die, motherfuckers. Die. Yeah. Woof.
0: It's you know, um, so, so wh-
1: what's what's the question? Should the Joker movie... Exist. That's, exist. That's
0: really the question, I think, of the episode. Should it exist?
1: Ah, uh, Nothing should exist. Nothing. If we're looking at a should point of view, that being the operative word, nothing on a... On a,
0: <laughs> on, on <like laughs> within, a... within the context of the fact that we already exist. Oh, okay. Should... should does this movie do harm? Does the content that people see inside of movies and television and music does it do actual harm
1: i mean ever ever unless it's a snuff film an actual movie cannot do any physical harm <laughs> that's that's my opinion all right it's a three-step process is what it comes down to we got three branches of the uh, consumption cycle, I'd like to break it down to.
0: All right, I'm done with this. Aren't all me? right.
1: It, you got the branch that makes it, the branch that produces it, and the branch that consumes it. And when you want to blame violence and media on something, you have to blame all three branches the people making it, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. They're making they're they're making the thing out putting out there that's I guess making people violent. Which even that I put an asterisk next to. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's making them all right, all it's right. Making them violent. We'll get into that a little bit later. Then you got the people producing it who are telling the people that make stuff what to make because they know what they can sell and they know what will be consumed. They're they're the middleman in all of it. And then you have the branch that consumes it and they create the actual. Uh, demand but the supply part is kind of like their demand is only dictated by what they know is available from the supply Mm. to a certain extent so really everyone's to blame
0: everyone everyone
1: (laughs) we are all terrible
0: but like is there but is there really any real tangible evidence that the the media itself is what's doing any harm
1: there's no this, this we get into the whole correlation versus causation aspect of it. Cause you can't say that the media is actually causing people to go out and be more violent. You could say it's a uh, blur or it's obscuring the line between uh, alternate reality and our collective reality. and, Therefore, people get lost in this kind of escapist alternate reality and find that there's no there's there's a blurred difference between mm-hmm. you know what's right in the world and and this escapist morality, and so it's a everyone's at fault.
0: So, so you're talking when you start talking about like escapism and stuff like that. So now you you're really triggering something in my mind because in order for something to be really, I think truly like to to take you outside of uh, the world that you live in and kind of the way that you perceive things right it has to kind of be rooted in reality
1: uh-huh. and i think
0: part of the reason why joker is so difficult for people is because it's reflecting on things that are kind of similar to what's going on today with people who suffer from things that we that we deal with today right and kind of a grounded reality
1: yeah it's it's very grounded in re- it reaffirms certain aspects of reality sorry go on
0: but Wait. but no no you're right. But now, what about the things like video games and and music? Which, because, you know, uh, maybe, yes, uh, Call of Duty, No More Russians might hit a little too hard with people running into an airport and, and, like, murdering people. But, like, Mortal Kombat uppercutting someone into space and then they fall into a bed of spikes isn't really grounded in any kind of reality.
1: It's not grounded in reality, but what it allows... Is an escape, an escapist morality. And I think that's what we're having issues with. And again, bringing it back to causality and correlation, you have a percentage, a small, a very small percentage of the world population that has difficulty discerning uh, reality from fantasy. And they delve into and and, uh, indulge in certain escapist moralities because they feel either safer or um, like it's a simpler type of morality. Mm -hmm. And then when you have so much media being pumped into our, our consciousness, just... Uh, there, there's the overconsumption aspect where there's a, there, there's a flood of this type of media violence and in uh, video games and movies and music and stuff that the small percentage that would otherwise be um, unengaged in certain alternate moralities end up uh, kind of being, incited by this. So it's still a small minority that it impacts, but the studies that you put up on the um, on the show notes that talked about how there's no direct causation between violence in mm-hmm. video games and, and media and actual violent behavior still cite that there's a correlation between people who already had uh, tendencies toward violence for those tendencies to be exacerbated by violence. Um, those those influences and those stimuli.
0: I've always found kind of a fault in a lot of studies when they, whenever they, when they whenever they say that,
1: mm-hmm. because
0: uh, there was like oh it, it exacerbates it. it it makes it worse it it it, it 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 it's like oh this person had violent tendencies or you know was already killing cats but then they they because they were angry they played violent video games and it made them and it helped it it made it worse in their mind you know and allowed them to but.
1: It just allows for like a dis a disassociation. But, I think. but there's
0: no way to actually gauge that, right? I and mean, that's the thing that I feel really uncomfortable with when it comes to things. Like, there's no way to actually gauge that. It's it's really just like it's opinion. It's completely opinion. There's there is no way to gauge because you could say, for example, again, causation and correlation. Right? It's like okay, so this person was very angry. Right. So he played lots of violent video games mm-hmm. and it, it for some reason it sparks it in, it sparked something inside of him. And he decided that he could really go shoot up his school. Right or you could say, because we don't know what's in their mind, you know, you could say that this person was so angry that he played violent video games and then to, to kind of alleviate that anger and it wasn't enough. So he went and shot up his school. You know what I mean? There's no real way to look at the people even the things that they write, even that they're, even their behaviors, because you're not in their mind. Right. You don't know how much of an impact media and music has. So now, here we go. There's an article here mm-hmm. that I put under what the fuck is this? All right. Which I need, it needs to be like a whole, I need like a drop. Like, what the fuck is this? Um, By some guy, but not, I don't want to bury, <laughs> I don't want to bury John McQuarter okay mm-hmm. i don't want to bury him okay but i'm gonna read a small excerpt right, right. now okay i'm gonna look at and make sure i got it. all right now the mic can hear me nice and clear <clears throat> all
1: right read a small excerpt. <sighs>
0: What's
1: are, we, um, are we doing a bit by the way i don't maybe I, okay <laughs> okay
0: maybe uh <clears throat> read, the, read, read the bit <clears throat> what struck me the most though was how fully the boy's music hard edge rap Preaching bone deep dislike of authority provided them with a continuing soundtrack to their antisocial behavior. So completely was rap ingrained in their consciousness that so often one or another of them would break into cocky, explicitly laden rap lyrics, accompanied by the angular, bangleless gestures typical of rap performance. A couple of his buddies would then join him. Rap was running a decoration in their conversation. Then I'm gonna skip ahead. By reinforcing the stereotypes that long hindered blacks and by teaching young blacks that thuggish ad- adversarial stance is the properly authentic response to a presumptually, presumptu- presumptually, presumptually, presumptually racist society, rap retards black success. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, it's a little, a little fair, you know. Probably should do this on the podcast, but, you know, this guy, this John McQuarter, McHor- right?
1: Me- Mc 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 McWhorter. Mc Mick, Mick Okay. Guess that race. Oh, it's time to play. <laughs> Guess that race. All
0: right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest though, we already kinda did yeah. this off the, so this is, this is not genuine, okay? I'm sorry. I <laughs> missed that, no, I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, we're gonna pretend like we didn't do it already, okay? Alright, <clears throat> so uh, so tell me Chandler, uh, what do you think this guy's race is? This guy says that he was sitting inside of a coffee shop. He saw a bunch of young black men come in, singing expletive written hip hop lyrics, and gesticulating wildly. With thuggish behavior.
1: Hmm. Now it seems like from his explanation of their thuggish behavior, he was perhaps a bit threatened. Oh, by it. I feel threatened. Maybe, perhaps, intimidated physically. And all right, okay. I'm factoring that into my answer. His name again. What was it? John
0: McQuarter. Jonathan McQuarter. Oh, oh, John H. John. With quarter.
1: Oh, well, the H clearly has to stand has to stand for Harold. Of course. I mean, if it stands for anything else, then they're just spelling words wrong. <laughs> it's, you know, what? I'm, I'm gonna use my phone a friend on this one. Oh. Um, all right, hold oh, on. Friend. Hey, okay, hold on. I'm talking to my mom. Okay. Okay. Hey mom, no, it's me. No, I'm I'm on guess that race. No, it's it's for the it's for the podcast. No, I have to. No, I. Yeah, I. Okay, burr, burr. I'm sorry, your time ah. is up. Oh, all right. Um, he's a white guy. Is he a oh, white guy?
0: And the answer is, burr. He's oh. black god damn it mom he's a he's a black man who feels threatened by young black men listening to hip-hop <gasps> Oof! let me just ring off by the way wait, what was his last name again Nick- ruckus <laughs> oh, oh boy <laughs> oh boy oh boy this is a niece sl- niece Lapper. uh listen okay uh, there's a few more articles of his mm-hmm. one of them which is uh does uh black history month need to exist and there was another one that he came up with like five years after this. I don't want to bury him. Mm-hmm. This is two thousand, like two.
1: Wait, I'm curious though. Did you read uh, the uh, article? I read a of, little bit of it. Of the Black History, I read a that, little bit of it. What was the like thesis of
0: it? That doesn't because like racism is not that real. Like it's real, uh, but it's not that real. It, I, I, he says here his
1: argument wasn't we presumptually, should assimilate presumptuously racist,
0: okay. racist society. Okay, presumptuously racist societies right Ooh. here. So you can kind of tell the kind of Ooh. you know. I'm not saying that everyone is racist, but the systemic racism is is very real. It's very real. you know, and it's like
1: the turn up. It's real. Yeah.
0: So now you look and you see that this what this guy is saying here. This 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 black man is saying about about this music almost as if he believes that the music is making these young men wild. Almost as if he's thinking this, this music is making these young men go out and behave in a, in a bad fashion, right. completely disregarding the fact that the, that the music is not, the young men aren't really reflecting the music. The music is completely reflecting the young men. Right. The music comes from the places that they come from. And the music is from people who lived the experiences that they lived. And the, pe- the kids aren't gesticulating because the-, the song is telling them so. It's because that's how they feel. They- they're not sagging their pants because the-, the rapper's like, yo, 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 sag your pants. That's not what's happening. But they're, they're
1: just impressionable kids. How would they pick up on these kinds of behaviors if it weren't for the rap musics?
0: Oh, I guess it must be the years and years of trauma passed down, you know, from, 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 from their, their parents. What? Yeah. I mean, it's almost as if like redlining, shoving disenfranchised and barely released people who are slaves and segregated into small areas trauma
1: can't be passed passed down you can't pass around trauma it's it it's a special thing that you hold on to and bury deep down deep until inside. you die or it Ooh. consumes you
0: or yeah or it does and that's kind of hot that's yeah. hot <laughs> i kind of i kind of want to make that a drop but it's more fun just that's to it's hot it's hot it's hot you know,
1: would it be like a Paris Hilton? Like that's hot. That's or would it be hot. Well, like that was
0: also Paris because she had different kinds. Right. She had like that. That's hot. And did she had like oh Because Nicole Richie would also do it too. Eh,
1: but hers wasn't nearly as like impactful. You like know? Paris, you heard that's hot. And that's you're hot. like, Fuck yeah!
0: Fuck You know that's what, you think about it like Paris Hilton. It's crazy. So you think about Paris Hilton, like the Kardashians and stuff, right?
1: She made women sluts.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, she did. <laughs> she, she's the reason she why young personally. women decide that want to send Snapchats of their bodies. Exactly. You know, it's not because women are deciding that they have more, you know, autonomy and that they can do what they want because it's their bodies and they can share it with whoever they want. It's not why. No,
1: it's because there's sexually provocative women in the media who are then corrupting the youth. Oh, and, yes. And And in order to do the same.
0: But I think, I think, I think that it's all bunk. It's all bullshit. Okay. And I think it's bunk (laughs) because even when you have people like, and I'm not going to say their names because they don't matter because the people themselves don't matter because they're shit. But like the Christchurch shooter and the Aurora shooter and the, The recent Texas shooter and the Ohio and the Mandalay Bay, and you can go on and on and on and on. These people were not like, they weren't watching television one day and they were just suddenly like radicalized by one episode of like fucking Rick and Morty. They didn't see the Born Identity or watch Bowling for Columbine and think, I could do that better. (laughs) (laughs) that's like, you know what? See a lot of myself in that guy. (laughs) That's not really. How that happens, you know, and that guy, John McQuarter, I don't want to bury him because, you know, he, This again, this is like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's a long time ago that he wrote this, even though in his 2006 article about how woke hip hop is killing the thuggishness, the thuggery in hip hop kind of also rubbed me the wrong way. But that was also, again, still like over 10 years ago, you know. And we all kind of have said things, and we've all kind of grown.
1: But like, what has he written lately?
0: Well, I, I looked in the, the last few things, was like in 2011, and he won some. He won some stuff, Something like NAACP, the n I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something that I think I think something to do with people call. I'm this ain't no young black man. I have no idea what the fuck this is.
1: Is that is that like National I Association? I can't of, even make a joke about you know, that because like how what am i supposed to say
0: <laughs> i don't know but like so i'm not mad i'm, I, I'm not trying to like say like oh because you know, i don't really know this person mm-hmm. you know but it just rings to me a black exceptionalism that's all i gotta say you know that weird like you know weird you know like hey well we you know we should stay segregated because us people of color aren't ready yet You know, anyway, that was a, that was a little bit of a tangent. That was a little, little five minute tangent. I just, I just don't think that music is radicalizing the kids. It's not making the kids crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, I listened to rock music and metal and I grew up in the Bronx. I used to go to these concerts and I tell the story all the time. The first time I went to the church, it was a church. I thought it was like an empty church. I didn't know the church was actually open. It was letting us do the concerts there. And I went there and the band gets on stage and the, the guy gets on stage and there's, like, a Jesus on the wall and stuff. And there's, like, pictures of kids and stuff because it's, like, a, a, a common area, you know, I can rent and yeah. out and stuff. And the guy goes, who here loves Jesus? And some of the crowd, some polite claps. And I'm like, oh, boy. I'm, not, right. I'm not offended, but I, you know, didn't expect this. <laughs> you know, what's going on? I don't know on? if I love Jesus that hard. Yeah, but okay. And then all of a sudden he goes, fuck Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Oh. You know okay. what I mean? And it didn't make me fucking go out and start burning churches down and fucking killing women. Like, you know, the the, the violent movies. And listen, I have been. I've had. Yo, I'm going to tell you. I've had three reparative surgeries in my face. I've been beaten, dragged, set on fire, thrown almost in front of a train, but they waited a second too late, so I hit into the side of the train. Uh-huh. I have been. I've had a lot of bad things happen to me. And for all the violent and angry feelings that I've had and all the things I've had to struggle with in my life, none of them were increased by a movie. Like, even when I was getting beaten and dragged down the street and I would come home fucking bloody from people beating the shit out of me, right? And then I would sit there and watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I didn't think, man, I'm going to fucking kill some people. I used to have a stick. I think it was like part of an old couch or something that was like I used to keep. In the couch, I was like fucking 12. I used to pretend I was slaying vampires. Okay. (laughs) But I didn't take it outside and start stabbing people with it. Okay.
1: You never never thought anyone was like truly a vampire and you were going to take business into your own hands? Never.
0: Never. So I, I just don't, but now other people suffer from other things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair for me to say that, you know, these things can't, can't exacerbate. They can't make these things worse because they can. But you really have to be in a certain place. Yeah. You really have to be, and it is not really a bad place because we all suffer. And for some people, all it takes is one person saying the wrong thing to you to break you and make you depressed and really, really hurt you, Mm. to hurt your feelings or to make you angry, to make you lash out, you know? So maybe, yes, you can see a movie and it can affect you. But, like, it is not the cause. It is the symptom.
1: It is the symptom. And like you were saying, the, it's not a movie or a song that's going to cause some sort of grand radicalization. It's going to be the movie or the song that resonates with an already in progress ra- like
0: what, what song, radicalization. What, what song has, like, you know, in the Middle East, what, what what song, music or music, music video or video game is what's... What, the Arab Spring is caused by what? What video? What,
1: what? MIA's Bad Girls. <laughs> That's the single uh accountable source of why the Arab Spring happened. Was she released that song and then immediately following um Tunisia went into their revolution followed by Egypt and it's it can all be blamed on MIA. I
0: can see that. Bad see Girls. That. Yeah, I, I saw m.i.a wait was that one song that one big song by m.i.a uh paper planes i saw m.i.a played that song it was dope that sounds pretty dope. i didn't know the rest of this thing. i saw ludicrous too it was cool that sounds um,
1: like a really good show
0: oh yeah that's uh, yeah, also uh matt and kim and uh uh some other bands i'll tell you about it some other time wait,
1: wait so you listened to a matt and kim song and then you immediately didn't go buy a log cabin in the middle of oregon
0: <laughs> i thought about it um but I think, I think, and I look at these kind of things, and I kind of don't really understand, but I, now, I'm a hypocrite. I'm totally, oh, look at that, I got a little hum going on. Oh boy, look at that, I'm fudging with the mic. Yeah, let's, let's hear, let's hear this live, oh, that's hot. Are you, eh.
1: are you done diddling with it?
0: It doesn't hum anymore. Ah. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, so... Six. Now, here's I put six nine on this little list here on the Uh, show notes for a reason. Mr. Takashi, Mr. Takashi, Daniel Hernandez, Daniel Hernandez. He lives at four forty five. Listen, they all know where he lives. This game over. (laughs) He's he's fucked. (laughs) It's game over. Um, here's the thing, right? (laughs) So now I'm a hypocrite because I said I don't see it. There's no court, but I'm also going to completely contradict myself right now. So don't don't at me, bro. Um, (laughs) he (laughs) wanted to get clout because he wanted to be popular in hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so he allowed the medium of hip-hop and the things in hip-hop to kind of, like, affect him, right? He allowed himself to be like, well, I want to be gangster. Because he feels, I think, well, he said it in his little his, his all testimony, which is going to be a book come out next some, summer called I Told All My Friends. By Daniel Hernandez. You can pre-order on Amazon.
1: Is it published by the same group who did If I Did It by OJ?
0: <laughs> I think it might be. Okay. Right? So you you look at that, right? And it's like, okay, you have this guy who idealized hip hop and wanted to be a rapper. So what he did was, is he, he decided to join a gang and shoot at people. Hmm.
1: In order to be more hip-hop.
0: In order to be more hip-hop, which is, in a way, because the reality is, is that no one really cares if you're a gangster. Only, only if you, care, you only seem like one, kind of, right? right? Nobody really cares. But he kind of believed that he kind of had to really be one. So he was affected by it.
1: Oh, hip-hop made him do it. You know. Or, sorry, gangster rap made
0: him do it. In a, in, a, in, a, in its own little way, in its own little way, it did. In its own little way. So now now that I have said that, mm-hmm. can we make a little argument, a little devil's advocate for like how media can can really 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 directly negatively affect people like that?
1: I'm not denying, and I don't think anyone should deny the the sense that media can have a negative impact on people. That's it. The media has a responsibility to report the truth to a certain extent I guess that's like the news media as far as artistic mediums and artistic media their responsibility is more to uh, reflect creativity and to kind of use that creativity to distort their perspective of reality and if people can't acknowledge that distortion then that's kind of on them right Mm -hmm. you'd think so if people can't read your art the way it's supposed to be read then Mm.
0: so now you're kind of hitting me with something i didn't think i i'm I'm still i didn't think to talk about like how much responsibility really is it of the the creator of the art
1: i'd say about a third (laughs) really like it's one third the responsibility of the creator the art's creator it's one third the responsibility of the arts producer, or whoever publicizes it, and it'd huh. be another third.
0: I don't know because to, to the me, consumer to of me, the art, to me, the producer and the creator are so tied in that seems like
1: you'd think that. But given dire enough circumstances, the producer or the uh, not the produ- the creator of the art can circumvent the producer mm-hmm. if the sub if the demand is great enough, and so. They, they kind of hold a key role, but they also they have the gatekeeper role mm-hmm. and you know the gatekeeper himself might not be all that important, but the gate's pretty damn important
0: but like who dis- but like who decides I guess then what's what should be let through the gate like who decides that the, the, the art for example, again, Lenny Bruce. Right, Mm -hmm. the seven words. The reason why you can't say "fuck," you can say you can say "asshole," but not "ass," Mm. right? You can call someone a "bitch," but because
1: an "asshole" is anatomical,
0: I guess you know. But you you can say like certain words, but you can't say others because of him, right? Because
1: eating ass is cannibalism, but eating asshole is erotic. I guess I think that's the. That's the difference. No, no, but you wouldn't be able to say eating on
0: on. You wouldn't be. You, you could call somebody an asshole on broadcast TV. but You couldn't say you were eating their asshole.
1: Oh.
0: right. But here's the thing: like, who decides that? Who 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 really decides? Who is the gatekeeper, right? Because people always know what's best for us, don't they? It's, people always it's the know
1: most vocal consumers, wouldn't it?
0: You would say that, and this is why the. the this is why I think Trump won. Okay? Huh. This is why. Because right. the people who, because like one of the comedians at the open mic, he was like, who here voted for Trump? And nobody voted it here. And he's like, nobody ever wants to cop to it, right? That's kind of true. Because the people who are silent about it, the people who have misgivings about what people who are speaking the loudest are saying, about people who don't really agree with them, right? They, they, they don't want to maybe have the confrontation, you know? they might not want to you know so these people who weren't the vocal right but they still have power they still have the ability to use their 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 vote right so in that instance that's their voice is their vote
1: their vote or i guess in a sense their their tunage in, the, in a nielsen sense
0: yeah so that's why you can spend your money if, for example like it's kind of so like you can spend your money on now, you can not be part of the vocal majority, but you can spend your your money silently and support creators that you like. Mm. You know, you can support yeah. the creators that you like. You know, yeah. and, and that's why we get into a lot of trouble because into
1: more private interests. Yeah,
0: you know, like who decides? Who is the one who's who's allowed to be like? You cannot listen to this medium because it's going to harm you mm-hmm. 1993 Hillary Clinton and and who's that uh Ru, Ru, not RuPaul mm-hmm. what's the name uh what the oh, whatever the Senate Judiciary thing with wow. with with uh, with with Mortal Kombat and they're talking about how violent video games are going to destroy the world when video games have now become a bigger industry than movies yeah right and, and a and, bigger
1: industry than the NFL and like
0: and it has it is it killing anyone or would you, would you actively say that like, wow, yes, you can, let's say 100%, 1% of the people who play video games have some real, real, real adverse. This is obviously anecdotal, you know, mm-hmm. but like real adverse effect or behavior associated with video games. Right. Mm-hmm. Who decides because if they would have decided in 1993, there would be no call of duty. Right. You know, if these people had decided, you know, who decides, you know, well, and and that's why I think that it's... the artist, I think the artist, that one third, I don't know how much responsibility the artist actually has. I think that the artist has, well, so for example, I am kind of the artist and the gatekeeper, right? Yeah. Yesterday we recorded <laughs> some crazy stuff, you know, and it wasn't really, you know, like I
1: think we talked about my dick size at one point. Yeah, it wasn't really... I not quite remember.
0: Oh, yeah, you, you did. And it wasn't super, like, mega, like, it wasn't anti-Semitic or anything like that. But it was, like, four <laughs> it's people... It's playfully anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> it's four people in front of two mics, you know, trying something new. And it wasn't really organized very well and stuff like that. And some of the stuff, I think, just, like, doesn't really reflect my values, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to post it like that in its whole, whole form. Like, I might take a clip of it or something, but I don't want to, like, use the whole thing, you know? So I, as the artist, kind of decided that on my own. Right. But, like, if I hadn't, I think that'd also be okay, you know? Because the artists, once they create the art, it's completely out of their hands. It doesn't matter what the intention is. It doesn't matter. It's out of their hands. It's completely out of their hands. They Like, and I know it's weird because you look at, like, movies and stuff, but that's not really the art of one person. You know, you know,
1: well, you got at at least three different hands in the, in the soup.
0: I'm going to say even more than that. I will say hundreds because you really have to go to the writer, the co-writer, the rewriting and the, and the punching up and the, 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 the the associate producers, the executive associate producers and et cetera, et cetera, you know, and, and there's a little bit of each person's art inside of it, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's why those get kind of muddled and people get confused. But that's not really one, it's not really Todd Phillips' soul, like, you know, artistic endeavor to produce Joker, because there were other people invested in it, you know? Because he didn't write it, he directed it.
1: Exactly. And he
0: helped He helped punch up the writing, but he's not the writer of the movie, and he's not the sole producer of the movie, and he's not the grip, and he's not the lead boy, he's not all those things, mm-hmm. you know? So that's...
1: What does the, the best boy do?
0: Anyway? The best boy... It's all electrical shit. It's oh, literally okay. just all electrical shit. Right? So you so you look, you look you look at that, right? And it's like, okay, how much responsibility do each one of those individual ha- individuals have? The the job of an artist is to create art. Yeah. And then that's it. And then it's up to us to kind of how like some people are like, Oh, it shouldn't have been made. Yeah. Now, maybe I don't think you should make us snuff film. You know what I mean? <sighs> I really don't think you should, but if you made one, (laughs) I
1: like how you started it though with maybe you shouldn't make a snuff film unless it's done tastefully, you know, like but like you're really gearing up for a butt there.
0: (laughs) So like, all right, you do uh, you do a snuff film, right?
1: Okay. Now, if you ask me, walk me through your snuff film. (laughs) uh,
0: uh, He's a young man, (laughs) about twenty three years old. Eastern European descent. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, the the <laughs> anyway. So here's the thing, right? Is that all right? So if you were to upon your own create a snuff film, and you were to put it out, right? Mm-hmm. The job of the artist is done. Now, this social implications and stuff like that. But let's just say that the snuff film is just exists as a piece of art, mm-hmm. right? And someone considers it art. We as a society are like to that that's not good we don't want to 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 look at that we don't want to have that in our lives we think that the harm that's done to the people Mm -hmm. is not good right but that's what we decide
1: that's we as the consumer yeah we
0: as the consumer we as society Mm -hmm. but the artist has nothing really to do with it they did their job right you know what I mean
1: well then you also have the third or the I guess the second step in the program that would be the producer who would then distribute that's eh, not film. But we
0: live in weird times now where before you would you made a movie and you had to get or make music, you had to go through a music label. But now, like, Google's a producer. How much responsibility do they have? Mm-hmm. I think they should have none.
1: But they do have a certain responsibility to not show stuff that...
0: But who decides that? And that's where the big the problem... Google. That's, but that's where the big problem... Well, I mean, because they're, they're a private organization. They so, have
1: their own, like, what is it? Arithmetic's...
0: Well, here's the thing is that what they were doing before is that they were just like, they were deciding like, oh, this thing is really, really harmful. No, everything else is fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But then they get pushed on by the EU. They get pushed on by by groups and rights groups and stuff like that. But they're not really a producer. They're less a producer, more of a road.
1: You know what I mean? They're a platform.
0: Yeah, they're they're really a platform. You don't you don't you don't take a sledgehammer to the concrete because someone was murdered there. Or because someone who did something wrong drove over it, mm. you know what I mean? Like mm. Google is just a transmission system, you know what I mean? They don't produce the content, and they don't really, in my opinion, have any actual responsibility to that. And that's when it comes to because we they're not about,
1: held accountable currently. Well, no, they should, definitely that's not true. They are should they
0: have? Well, they I mean they are being trying to be held accountable, like the EU especially, mm-hmm. you know. But um, should they be? And then, it is weird because should they,
1: they be able to extend that accountability to the the content creators as well?
0: Well, here's the thing. Is that's why we have laws, right? Right. You know, Google just provides the space for you to put your thing, right? And then if you're on YouTube, for example, you have uh, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And if you steal things, like Alex Bondarev is my friend. He lets me use his music for this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But when I put the podcast on YouTube it gets demonetized or actually it stays monetized but he gets the money even though nobody listens to it you know hmm. youtube habit of wellness nobody nobody subscribes to it but i just put it there just in case you know and he would get the money
1: habit of wellness on youtube.com yeah okay. he, he
0: nobody 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 i looks but if i they did he would get the money right and i could speak to him and i could have him click a little thing and say that it's okay for me right you know but that's but that's their like system Looking at my thing and saying like, oh, this is kind of like might not be legal. So this is a thing that we have with like the copyright holders and stuff like that to to do. But it's it's weird and kind of like off the left. We have laws for these things. Mm-hmm. And these platforms exist just as a transmission service. When you write an article, should Google not use its crawlers and, and, and algorithms to 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 find your link and if somebody searches for um, how to murder you know Indonesian people you know granted you know like maybe they should maybe they should have a thing under it that says you have
1: to use like a I don't,
0: I don't know I pick a random I don't know how to murder
1: Indonesian people if you don't have saying. Indonesian,
0: Malaysian will do just fine. <laughs> but you know, like, like, did you? Oh no, no, the, the, the Google safe, the Google thing is like, did you mean Malaysian? <laughs> <Did> you, <laughs> um, no, but you look right. Hold did on, did
1: you mean Tibetan? Right? Uh, so you look ooh, at it, China,
0: right? Like, you know, maybe they could have a thing under it that says, you know, if if yes, you're looking for this, maybe if you're looking to do harm, you shouldn't. But should they not serve you? The um, URL to I that can't webpage. Tell
1: you how many times I've had Clippy, the little paperclip, pop up? <laughs> and it looks like you're writing a ransom note.
0: <laughs> Are you
1: sure you want to use this font? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's somewhat Google's responsibility to make sure that they're not putting murder porn up on their site regularly. But. It's also, you know, kind of the responsibility of the creators. and
0: but, Ooh, I got you. So think about this. YouTube is their video platform, right? Mm-hmm. So they can make rules about the kind of content they have on YouTube, right? Google Docs is the thing in Google Drive. They offer you, you pay them some money to store your information, right? Right. Should they be allowed to look in your information? Should they be allowed to look in your information and see that the things that you create and the art that you create might be harmful?
1: Should they legally be allowed to legally because they're renting out that space?
0: Well, yes. they can. They can decide to do whatever they want. Yeah, I think they, they should. But, but I mean, they they they're able to.
1: I think they should be able to, whether or not they use that ability. I think should be severely frowned upon
0: because, like, they're who decides like really who decides what 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 takes what takes for example people who have their like i use pinecast to host this right Mm -hmm. if they decide that the content that we create does not fit their brand they can delete it right you know but they're only a platform and they would never do that i could literally make a hitler podcast
1: but i think if they wanted to they ought to have the right to do it, I think it's a dick move. I think it's a major dick move.
0: But really, but should they? That's really the question. Like, should they? Like, should do they, they? really? No, 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 not that. Do they really have the res? Is it really their responsibility to decide who creates what art and who consumes what art?
1: That's the whole point of being a gatekeeper. Like, if you're just gonna be a shit gatekeeper, then why is there a gate?
0: I, I I guess
1: and I, we've kind of, like technologically speaking, I guess we've kind of knocked down that wall a bit, but there's still, there's still, there's still a moat there. We may have knocked down the wall, but there's still a moat there. And there is a definite uh, discrepancy between the amount of art that is made and the amount of art that is then consumed and made popular and is, uh, publicized and propagated as such, like it's still the big mu- music labels are the ones making these big records. Like they're still producing, but stuff. are
0: they really though?
1: They are. They may
0: chance the rapper.
1: It, it, he's the exception. Not the I, I rule. don't. I don't
0: know because I. I mean, he he seems like the exception, but this is becoming the norm. Right, Kevin Smith wanted to produce Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Nobody wanted to do it, so he did it himself.
1: He did the Kickstarter?
0: You know, right. he did the Kickstarter. He does all these things. He uses his own money. And I, nobody asked for this. But there
1: was a movie produ- a production team that went into all of the work that he did prior to Jay and Silent Bob. what about this nobody
0: asked for this I decided no one asked for this Mm -hmm. but we do this right Mm -hmm. and we're producing this Mm -hmm. and it's us right who said we can't do who says and we're doing it independently there's no one there's no one producing us there's no one telling us what we can and cannot do there's no one other than us advertising for us and pushing for us
1: well I mean for me that's just you
0: yeah, but You're like, the
1: man in this situation.
0: But I think that... You're what?
1: holding me back. Why can't I just rage against the you?
0: I know, right? <laughs> but you know what? I guess I'm... Damn it. I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. Because I would not want you... If you started spooning off some anti-Semitic... I mean, you're Jewish, so you could. I can't if, get but away if you, with it. But if you drop the, you know, nigga where the hard R... Oh. You know. Make everyone feel uncomfortable right? in the room. You know, if you did that, you know, I think that um, I would probably... Even though like if you if you were in your house and you were rapping some songs and you dropped the the nigga, I probably wouldn't be upset. I probably wouldn't want you to say it on 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 the podcast because I just don't think
1: you don't think it meshes with our brand you know, and with your brand and you don't think our consumers would respond uh, appropriately to if I were to say but if I was but if I was, <laughs> but
0: if i was if I was the person like producing the if I was the person. Who was just like producing the content? I think I would just be like, "Listen, that's what you want to do. Do it." And and I think that like the the, the returns of Joker, whether it, uh, it's gonna, I think it might come close. It's like and it's over a half a billion dollars now. It's over half a billion dollars. Huh. It, it, it can come close to a. It can come close to the $700, 800 hundred million dollar mark.
1: I just had this thought that we've also talked about talked about earlier before the show that I'm now pretending is a new thought <laughs> so like you were saying who who decides what's what's bad and what's what's good what what's damaging and what's not? We have the Joker, which how about how many people would you say die in the movie
0: um uh, three four... I, I'm reading about it a lot. Three, four, five... Um... I don't know. Maybe five people.
1: Okay. Five people? It's a weak-ass body count compared to... I, I agree. Rambo and Predator and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Right, Avengers. Guardians! I
0: swear! Like, in Avengers, I feel like the whole... That's even a
1: weak-ass body count compared to the Departed.
0: Did you not see the the third uh, Avengers movie? Spoilers for a movie that came out last year. Now, like I still haven't seen it. Half though. the people, uh, half of everyone who've ever existed, vanished. Uh
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Like it, it, but uh, but, there's, but like we were talking about before.
1: I think it comes back to the whole what aspects of reality are we trying to reaffirm with this art and what aspects of reality are we trying to escape with this art and movies like the joker make it easy to conflate the two and i think that's what concerns people
0: yeah because i think i agree with you because it's not only is it like very realistic like grounded in reality but like it's but it's not it's, it's really it's, not. It's a completely different world. It's
1: completely different reality and that's the escapism you know, part. But
0: but it seems so real and it seems so connected to the kind of things that are happening in today's world. And everyone that I listen to all these podcasts and stuff, they all say the same thing. They all go I think this is a great movie, but I'm scared to say that I like it. They're, they're scared to say that they like the movie because some people say the movie is good, but it's Makes them too uncomfortable, which is fair. But hmm. some others seem to be just scared to say that they like it. Weak. Because they don't want to perpetrate some sort of. I don't know, like.
1: What? They don't?
0: They don't want to be like. I guess if they say that their movie's good, they're. You know what? Everybody's afraid that somebody's going to be like, ah, this movie. I'm going to become the Joker. Hmm.
1: Everyone's afraid of a Mexican Joker.
0: Everyone's afraid of a Mexican Joker. Well, I'm going to ask you.
1: Do I need to explain the reference? No, no. Okay. No,
0: no. South Park. Okay. Episode two um, of this season. Uh, should the movie have been made? I don't know. Not should be made. But is it a problem? I don't think so. Nah. I don't think so.
1: Should Isle of Dogs have been made? I don't know.
0: I kind of want to see it, though.
1: I'm going to bring it back to one of my favorite violent movies of all time. Uh, Rubber. Rubber? Rubber. Did you ever see that movie? No. It was about a um, a tire that gains sentience.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? And
1: telekinetic powers. But the beginning of the movie starts out with just the most ridiculous, um, I guess, concept. The One of the main characters drives up... And there's a bunch of chairs on the road, and he's swerving around the road to hit each and every one of the chairs. And then he hops out of the trunk with a glass of water, and he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to embark on on this story as an ode to no reason. And he lists off, like, four or five different movies. Like, why is it that in E.T., the alien in the movie was brown?" (laughs) <laughs> no reason Why is it that in Whatever the fucking movie The president gets shot by some Random no name Stranger There's a movie about JFK mm-hmm. No reason Why is it that in Apollo 13 The crew makes it back alive No Fucking reason. This movie is an ode to no reason. And then the movie proceeds to be just a complete and utter mind fuck. And it's pretty violent too. Like the the first thing the tire does once it's gained sentience is it's rolling up and it sees a a raven picking at a carcass and it focuses on the raven with that with all of its telekinetic tire powers. And it starts reverberating and vibrating and jiggling. And and all of a sudden, the raven just fucking explodes.
0: I I felt it before you even said it. But I love
1: it. Just like a... And done. (laughs) Like feathers. And it's just... It's gone. And it proceeds and it learns its powers, but eventually learns that it can use its powers against humans. Oh, no. And so... You have now a a sentient telekinetic tire that's going on a murdering spree for no fucking reason.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: And after I watched that movie, did I get up and think, you know what? I should go on a murdering spree for no reason. No, I just decided to treat my tires a little bit better. That was my reaction to the movie.
0: (laughs) Oh boy. I
1: made sure they had adequate air. I made sure (laughs) their treading was good. I rotated them.
0: Jesus Christ. Wow. Well, rubber. I think, I think, wow. You have to wrap up on that. That is, that is, ah. So, should
1: Joker have been made? Eh. That, that question doesn't matter. It was made. But why was it meant... Mi- no fucking reason. <laughs>
0: no reason. And guess what? People liked it. And you know what? If someone does harm to someone because of it...
1: You wanna know why it'll be? Why? For no, no fucking, fucking reason. reason.
0: Well, I think... Yeah, that's it. No fucking reason. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, you like the best friend. thing? there's <laughs> no reason at all. So, uh, I guess... Uh, this has been, uh, Steven. And I'm
1: Chandler.
0: And, uh, this, uh, this was in good taste.
1: This, this was in good taste? Nah. This, this I, you was. Know, not,
0: I think it was. This was.
1: This was this, that in good taste?
0: This was. Was that in good taste? And, of course, you can follow us on the, well, you can follow me, because that's, I do all the stuff right now. Uh, twitter.com slash theartofgivingup, you know, and, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably will show up listening to my other podcast, The Art of Giving Up. Just do it. you know. <laughs> Uh Da <do laughs> Art of Giving Up on Twitter.com. Uh, was that in goodtaste2019 at gmail.com?
1: Oh, and if you ever want to see or read any material that isn't Distinctly dictated by the guise of Stephen's oppressive, productive <laughs> authority. You can check out the humble, humble Bumble Bumble Bear. Bear. <laughs>
0: Humblebumblebear.com.
1: Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. That's where, you know, free speech is free.
0: <laughs> <You know. laughs> Freedom <ain't> free
1: domain, free, bro.
0: Nobody did any joker. We didn't do any joker uh, fucking, like, we didn't make any, like, uh, impressions this entire episode. So, quick. We have uh What do we we have? We got like one minute left, okay? I want you to hit me with your with your joker. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's fun. That's it. Game over.